for the day that you get arrested and then they have uh-huh. to put all your AKAs in the system. <laughs> because that's, that's what they're going to do. They're going to be like, what are you known as on the street? And then they're going to have to, a book of AKAs. Yep. I'm like, are you ready? If you have somebody ready. <laughs> they're going to need one of those like court typing people to just yep. type all this stuff down. <laughs> and I'm going to make up some extra ones too to make them work. <laughs> they're going to be like, man, how long is this going to go? We could be here all day. Yep. By the time I finish, it'd be time for me to leave. <laughs> right. Everybody, sir, just get out. Just go. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> anyway. And who are you, sir? It's your boy, best friend, uh, a.k.a. the colonizer, a.k.a. Uh-huh. your mama's favorite boy toy, uh, a.k.a. we're going to win this damn award down this award show. Talk about it. Talk about it. Yes, for those who don't know, um, we are the Baltimore Media Impact Award nominated podcast, The Toxicology Report. By the time you hear this, the voting will be closed. If you voted for us, thank you so much. If you didn't, you know what happens to people who don't vote for us. <laughs> I'm not going to incriminate myself, but just know you, we you know. Get herpes. There you go. We know who you are because you didn't vote for us. We know who you are. We're going to come looking for you. But uh, yeah, man, um, it's an honor to be uh, nominated, man. I was, I was shocked at first. I'm not even gonna lie. I didn't think you know, anybody was gonna nominate us. But when they said our name, I was like, oh shit, look at us, <laughs> look at us, a little podcast done made it, man. We done made it, you know. So yeah, and if you know, it feels good, you know, uh, just having other people recognize and appreciate, mm-hmm. you know, the the industry is so saturated right now with you know, tons and tons of podcasts and sports casts and, mm-hmm. you know, influencers and this and that and videos, whatever the case might be, like, it's hard to even get recognized nowadays for any amount of work. Mm-hmm. Um, so if somebody just, if somebody just recognizes you for something, you know, like this, this quick into the journey, you know, it definitely stands out to you. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And, uh, yeah, man. Um, so the Baltimore Media Impact Awards is uh, Sunday, February 27th. Um, we will be in the building because uh, not only are we nominated for this show, we are also nominated on another show that my best friend and I are on. Um, we're up for at least three. And if I come home with nothing, I'm going to ODB the shit and I'm going to jump on stage. <laughs> It's a toxicology report. It's for the kids. So, um, yeah, man, we're going to be out there. We're going to be suited and booted. And, uh, yeah, we're going to take a bunch of pictures. And we're going to be in there, man. Well, if we don't win, it's because of all that goddamn death and mystery and murder shit that you talk about. (laughs) Yeah, People ain't into that shit. Yeah, man, this is your favorite true crimes podcast, you know. Uh, <laughs> yo, that's, that's how I know the people voted for us, because he had no clue what our show was about. <laughs> right, so he definitely didn't just pick us. Right. So, 
But yeah, man. Um, yeah, we're gonna be in there, man. We're gonna be in there. And also, also, um, this comes out Saturday. So if you're hearing this Saturday, Best Friend and I will be on the radio. They're allowing us to be on somebody else's microphone. We're gonna be on 1500 radio on Saturday. Um, the Treehouse Gang. Um, shout out to King Stanion. Um, we're gonna be up there. We're gonna be, you know, doing what we do best, you know, showing the world what we got. So tune in to fifteen hundred radio. They have an app. They have a website. They have all that good stuff. We're gonna post it on the on the thing after all this voting stuff is over. With. <laughs> so are you excited to go back up there, bro? Because we ain't been up there in a minute. It's been a while. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's uh, you know, same place, different people. So it's yeah. always new to you know go out and meet different people and kind of you know see their thoughts and takes on things. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And you know, um, this. This should remind you, like, of like your old days in high school, man. Like you, you're like one of the few Caucasians in the room, you know. <laughs> a few, probably the only. <laughs> you know, uh, again with the award show, I, you yeah. know, I'll, I'll probably be the only, you know. Yeah. Depending yeah, on how things go, so it's just one of those things. Yo, if we win, you doing the acceptance speech on purpose, bro. I just want you to know <laughs> that. On purpose. I just want you to know that. I'm, I'm gonna say, hey, this is pop. I'm gonna do all that shit. I'm like, thank you. I'm like, this is my man. Then you <laughs> and I'm gonna thank Uncle Donald. There you go. Uh, but I told you a long time ago, bro. I told you a long time ago, man. Wherever I go, you there with me, brother. I'm not I'm not leaving you behind for nothing, man. And uh you've been a man of your word, you've been standing tall with me too, man. So I wanna thank you and I wanna say I appreciate you. Hey man, it's you know it is what it is like you know we've it's been a long time a long journey and you know things come up things happen you know stuff like that but at the end of the day like you know i'll, I'll try to support you as much as i can yeah i appreciate you sir i appreciate you so let's get um all that mushy shit out the way now let's let's get back to what we're here for bro so venus williams uh 41 year old venus williams shout out to venus uh about to be 42 this year um stated that she's a virgin so when she says she's a virgin did she mm -hmm. state that i'm a virgin or i've never had sex with a man so she said i never i never had sex with a man and people just assumed she's a virgin so i'm gonna ask you a is she a virgin and b is she dabbling on the other side a, I think she is a virgin when it comes to men. Okay. <laughs> which means that she 100% dabbles on the other side, and she's mm -hmm. definitely not a virgin when it comes to penetration from a woman. Okay, okay. Whether so... it's a toy or finger or whatever, like, there's, she's definitely not a virgin on that side. This might be her way of, you know, trying to, like, slowly come out you know just mm. feel feel around you know put the feelers out right okay so i i think she is a virgin but i do agree somebody's been there somebody's seen it somebody's touched it um they're saying because you know she's a jehovah's witness and you know she's waiting just to be married for that to happen but i think you know she's doing her thing and somebody was there bro if she was waiting to be married like she she's had the pick of the litter 
right almost her entire life like she would have been married by now like true so what's going on like her her sister got married right you know what i mean her sister got married had a whole kid um but you you can't tell me serena was a virgin when she got married right absolutely not like yeah serena was out there dabbling in all of it she didn't get what color it was yeah she was with drake she was with common you know what i mean like you, yeah, so they was they was knocking that around. So, and how's that happen when you go home? You know, they talk like right. You know, they tell stories. So she's like, this, 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 whatever. Uh-huh. Like, she's telling them how it feels. Exactly. She might be, yeah, but or, or she could just be one of those people that's like, you know what? I'm not doing this until I find Mister Right, and I'm gonna get married, and he's gonna change my last name, and then I'm gonna do this. Yeah, but how old is she at this point? Like, when's she, she getting married? Yeah, true, true. And you know, I don't want—I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. She's not very attractive, right? Like, you're wasted. Let's say she's 45. She's got to be in yep. the 40s. She's she uh-huh. same age as us, I think. So here it is. She's wasted half of her life waiting for Mister Wright, who, you know. Just because you got money, don't you know you can pick anybody you want now because you got money. But if that money was gone, your your pickings are slim. Yeah, because you're you're not the best. Like, your sister looks like a dude. Like she whipped my ass in a bar fight. Like so, <laughs> the genes in the family, you know, aren't like the best. Exactly. So she's six one. She was born June seventeenth, nineteen eighty. So she is a six one, forty one year old. Virgin, extreme athlete, because they're in, they're in tremendous shape. Yeah, uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not sleeping. Well, for the money, I'm sleeping with her right now. But <laughs> the money, I'm just like she. She nope. So if she comes to you at like fifty, right, and like, hey, I just want a kid. I'll I'll cut you a check. What's your price? Am I doing it? Yeah. Yeah. What's your price? Because she's going to cut you a check. Um, Realistically, just to get her pregnant? Yep, just to get her pregnant. Um, I, I, It's not a lot. Like, I'm not greedy. Like, you're going to have people say, give me a million dollars. Like, nope. Mm-hmm. You know, I... You know, I just want bragging rights that I did it. And then right. you know, give, me like a, give me like 100 grand. You know what? That's the number in my head. My, the number in my head was 100,000. I was like, for 100000 I'll get Venus uh, pregnant. Yeah, you know, and then you get to see the kid, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. She's going to want another kid by the same person. Exactly. Come back down and say, hey, let, let's make a deal again. Uh-huh. And then, so she had the kid at 50. Let's say she wait two years, have a kid at 52. 55, she's, walk, she's walking around with two kids. She comes to you and is like, hey, let's get married. Yeah, I, you know, at fifty five, maybe you know, <laughs> it's, that's retirement age right there, right? You know? And you so definitely will be, you definitely retired if you marry Venus Williams. Yep. So that's okay. Like, hey, I ain't got nothing going on right now. I'm trying to retire. You got the money. Like, let's do mm-hmm. it. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, man. And it's funny that you said that about Serena, because I got killed on Instagram uh, one time when I said that Serena wasn't my cup of tea. 
She's too manly. She's too aggressive looking. Yeah, and that's what I said. I was like, she's just not for me. You know, and then, you know, the fellows are sending me, like, the picture of her in the cat suit and all that. I was like, that's fine and all, but she just looks too strong for me. Right. You know what I mean? I, I, I need a softer body. Like, you can be shaped like that, but I just need it to be softer. It doesn't seem soft to me. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I, you know, I, I need some femininity there. Like, I need mm-hmm. something, you know, soft, something, you know, where, like, when you go out to the bar or something, you mm-hmm. ain't got to worry about her, like, taking up a fight for you right and even when they talk like they they have a, a a masculine tone in their voice man like it's it's different on that side um shout out to them though um so i was googling no not googling i was on the twitter and i found a hashtag that coincides with this i'm not saying that venus does this but it says virgin thotting so when i say virgin thotting to you what comes to mind? Uh, I guess someone being promiscuous without the experience. Somebody, you mm-hmm. know, some virgin out there, you know, doing their thing, making it seem like they got this experience or, you know, showing off whatever. But really, right. they have no idea what they're doing. So, you know, back when we was younger, um, they had a phrase. Uh, what's it called? Kissing whore. You heard the term? Yep. Yeah. So for those of those who are not old enough to know or just don't know what it is, a kissing whore is somebody who doesn't have sex. You know, doesn't doesn't get penetrated whatsoever. Just kisses a whole bunch of people. Just that's all they do. That's the farthest they ever go. Get kissing and maybe get felt up a little bit. Have you been to kissing whore before? Me? No, yeah. I'm always trying to give it up. <laughs> I'm about to say, like, how frustrating must that fucking be if she, she all she doing is kissing? Yeah, like, like she, I, <laughs> I've been, you know, I've been there before where um, I've dealt with one of those before, and it's super uh-huh. frustrating and annoying, you know, obviously, you know, because you get all aroused and worked up, and then they're just like, oh, okay, have a good day. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, like no, that's no, 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 no. There's some more shit to this. Like you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's like we're not coming here, you know, for a cliffhanger. Like we're not going to try to find out next week. No, like right. We're kissing. But the problem with the the problem with the kissing whore is everybody thinks they're going to be the one that is going to be like, nope, that's not me. I'm going to be the one that gets. I'm going to break that. I'm going to exactly. You no, know, and then you're waiting weeks and weeks and weeks, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck this. Right, you know what I mean? Like, and then you be like, "Yo, I'm not gonna warm up the slot machine just for the next person to hit the jackpot." And then you feel some type of way, and you didn't. Yeah, it's <laughs> yo. Right. If you if you're a kissing whore, yo, go figure some shit out. You know, get a dildo, do something with your life, and you know, bust that shit. <laughs> I'd be pissed if I was warming it up and somebody else got it, bro, man. Because you know that you're doing it for at least a couple of months. You do it right. for a couple of months, and then you're like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm fed up. And then, you know, Joe Blow comes over, you know, <laughs> and it just happened to be the day where you're like, you know what? Let me just do this shit just to do it. Like, you could have done that shit with me. Fuck you, wait right, exactly. for me. It's always going to be that one day where she's like, fuck it. The day's the day. I'm just, I don't care. The least amount of effort's going to win the day. Right. So, um, yeah, so a virgin, 
Like I know it's not a dress code for a virgin, but this is certain shit that I feel that virgins shouldn't be wearing. Like I feel like a virgin shouldn't bring attention to themselves unless they're, you know, in the market for some dick. Right. Do you you agree? I agree. Okay. Like so, a virgin walks down the street with a mid like with a midriff on, you know, and some tight ass pants or some yoga pants on. I'm kind of upset. I'm like, you're advertising the goods, but you're not giving up the goods. Yeah, but, you know, again, it's one of the things where, like, it's 2022. Like, everybody wants to, you know, everybody wants to be that symbol. Everybody wants to do, you know, get the, you know, sex sells on the Internet. Like, how many people have Instagrams and Twitters and whatever, and they post one picture of something, you know, half half dressed and then they got 500,000 followers and right, only right. only one post and I got 6,000 posts and I got 10 followers like right. sex sells like everybody like they jump on that shit so fast and like yeah. now people are just trying to make money on it and then also you know men have that fantasy um so shout out to uh the ladies pitch podcast I was listening to them yesterday and they were talking about how what men want so saying that men wants a virgin with experience. Do you agree with that? Um, I think that, yeah, I think that's every man's dream. Everybody wants, you know, I don't want to deal with somebody else's baggage. I don't want to deal with this. You know, I want, I don't want to be compared to anybody. I want to be like the biggest, the baddest I ever had, whatever. All those fairy tale bullshit that comes with it. Um, but at the same time, it's like, how are you going to get the experience? Right. You know what I mean? And like, cause some men, you know, when a woman, you know, has a certain number, you know, that instantly turns men off, you know, and it was arguing on the show. It was like, nah, that's not what we want. Like the, cause it's, only, it's a man and three women on that show. And the man was like, nah, men want experience. Men want people who've been through it, who can do shit. You know what I mean? Like you ain't got to teach them all the time. And then the women was like, no, we live this life. If we tell a man, I got, I got, you know, more than 10 bodies, you know, they just going to treat you like a whore. And then you walk off, you know what I mean? Like, like there's no, no possible way of getting a, a honest relationship out of people. Yeah. And, you know, and the, some men can't handle numbers. So it's like when you get in an argument, it's like, oh, what are you doing? You think about him? Like you're doing mm-hmm. this, you know? Why don't you go be with him? Why don't you go do this? Why don't you go do that? Like, there's always something, some smart-ass comment that comes along with it. Yeah. And, and, and me, personally, I don't ask for a number. Like, I can care fucking less. Like, as long as I'm the last number on that list for now, I'm good. Like, I don't need to know about, you know, the 100 before me. Like, as long as I'm 101, I'm good. <laughs> if there's 100 a, a before you, you might, be, you might want to be worried about that number. Because <laughs> that means you might not be the last one because the, the hundred before you thought they were the last one too. True, true. Um, you know, yeah, so like, you know, Jennifer Lopez, Holly Berry, you know what I mean? Like they have a stigma with them because, you know, they got five rings, you know what I mean? Like they they're, they're walking around here with, with the Kobe's, you know, and you know, and you know, everybody thinks they're the last one. Like Ben Affleck probably right now believes he's Jennifer Lopez's last man. I'm sure he thought that 
three or four men ago when he was like that position then too. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and like Holly Berry's fiance, he probably believes he's the last man for Holly. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. Sometimes, man, like leave that number out of it and just live your life. You know, like, and if you happen to get a virgin, you know, more power to you. I mean, personally, I don't want one. I do not want a virgin. Like, I need somebody that knows what they're doing. You know what I mean? Or if I do get a virgin, you know, because I'm not going to say no, and then a, a fine-ass virgin pops up on me, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I heard your podcast. You say you don't want no virgin. But, you know, if I get a, a virgin that does come up to me, like, I need them to be willing, you know, to to do all the moves you do on the dance floor. Like, yeah, you know, and but the thing <laughs> about that is, though, like, I think that some are willing they just don't know like they ne- obviously they never experienced it so i think sometimes you can you know if you get that that virgin then i think they're the ones that that are you can train and you can turn into whatever you want once they once they experience that once they yeah. trust you right you know and, and we're not talking about you know grooming and molding on you know on some r kelly shit we're talking about actual you know teaching them like what we like you know right and, they're finding out what they like. You know what I mean? You know, it's a difference. So, yeah, man. Um, I thought that was interesting that I saw that. Because um, it was talking about, you know, a girl had back... She had, like, um, back piercings in the dimples. and But she she was a virgin. So, they was, they was, like, shaming her. And I'm like, that's weird. But I get it. You know what I mean? Like, because <laughs> back dimples are sexy to me. So, if I see that, I'm, I'm, also, I'm automatically thinking... You know some some nasty shit, but I don't want you to dress like you know like frumpy. You know I don't want you to wear like the big ass shirts and the, like. But I think and this this is toxic as fuck. You know, dress for the occasion. Like you're not asking to be approached, but you're asking to be approached. And if you don't get that, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> so we did the versions. Now on the opposite side of this fucking spectrum, Nicholas Bartholomew Cannon Aloysius III um, just announced baby number eight is on the way. And he said after baby number eight was coming, he realized that enough is enough and he's going to be celibate. I know this is your favorite individual in the whole entire world, so I'm going to let you go first. I hate his ass, first of all. Uh, <laughs> like, I feel like he's just trash. Like, I don't, like, I don't get where his mindset is and his thought is. You know, he's probably one of the most toxic people, you know, out there now just sleeping around. Like, clearly, like, how many opportunities or chances is he going to take before he catches something? Right. Um, or he spreads something, whatever the case might be. Uh, right. And he just lost a baby. You know what I mean? Right. You know, and he's out here just doing it again. Like, oh, who cares? Like, playing with other people's mm-hmm. hearts, emotions, whatever. Like, however you want to look at it. Like, this guy's just, he's just trash. Yeah, he said he was wilding. And uh, he said enough is enough. And him and his therapist agreed that he should just stop. Um, I think he actually he should have been stopped. You know, like, he has lupus. You know what I mean? Which is not fair to the kids at all because any day you know like he said it himself any day it could be his last day so you're just having kids 
you know, get attached to you emotionally. Like, oh, my dad's here, my dad's here. And then tomorrow, you're not around. Yeah, and then you put them in that same situation of, mm -hmm. you know, they got to go up. And now their kids got to deal with that. And, like, it's, right. a, it's an ongoing thing. Mm -hmm. So, eight fucking kids. <laughs> Bruh, I, I can't even imagine it. Like, eight kids by, I think it's like six different people. Like, I can't imagine having six baby mothers. All I'm saying is he better have somebody that can really manage his finances for him. Yeah. Yo, his proctor better be serious because when he die, they, a lot of people going to be taking claim to the to the throne. Like, like yo, he owned, this is my money. And they're like, no, this is my money. Like, he need to have all that tight. Before yeah, that he, better be like airtight. Yeah. Because you know Mariah going to come in there with her two kids and they're going to be like, oh, we was here first. Like, the rest but, of y'all don't matter. Exactly, you know what I mean? And, and she's a wild and out girl. So that means he's using his power on some, like, some Weinstein shit. Like, two, exactly. two exactly. his baby mamas are wild and out girls. Like, so now he's got a casting couch in his, in his office. Right. Yo. Damn. I, I just realized that, like, soon, soon I was thinking about it, I was like, yo, he's really, like, he's on the verge of, like, like, on some Bill Cosby shit. He's stalking shit. You know what I mean? He, exactly. He's preying on these people with his power to try to make them famous. And, you know, again, they're falling for it, you know, because mm -hmm. they're like, yeah. I can get a bag. I can get taken care of. This is my opportunity. But at the same time, like, you know, why isn't he, you know, catching heat for that? Right. Because it's Nick Cannon and, you know, he's still got that corny stigma on him. Um, to me, he's still corny for doing this. Um, but... Yeah, man, I don't get it. We're going to see a documentary later. We definitely see a documentary later. You know, when the kids are grown, I'm like, yo, my dad wasn't around. You know what I mean? We're going to see all that shit later. Um, but yeah, so Nick Cannon, congratulations, my brother. You are the toxic person of the week. <laughs> of the year. <laughs> yeah, so far. Yeah, you're you're the you're the running candidate right now. You might be you might make it toxic person of the year. We're going to have an award show at the end of the year. You might get that trophy. Because I guarantee you're going to have another baby by the end of the year. So, um, speaking of documentaries, did you see the upcoming documentary by Bill Cosby? I haven't. Okay. So, it's a different aspect of it all. I'm kind of interested. So, it's from the, the, the eyes of the youth. You know what I mean? So people younger than us, you know, that didn't grow up with Dr. Huxtable, they see just Bill Cosby. So now they're, they're, they're asking about the legacy. Is the legacy tarnished? Will he, can he be Dr. Huxtable again? Or will he just be creepy ass Bill? I, th I think he's always going to be creepy ass Bill at this point. You think so? Yeah, especially with, you know, the way his eye looks now. Like, I think yeah. That make, makes him look creepy. Yeah, he old. That's the old man eye. So, but me personally, and people might disagree with this shit. I don't think he did anything. I oh, think, no. I think he partied, like everybody else partied, and everybody now everybody just coming out later on saying he did something to them. I think it was all consensual. Now I could be naive, but that's what I believe. I believe it was all consensual. 
I, I definitely think he's done some stuff. There's no way at a certain point everybody's ego gets in the way. Yeah. And, you know, they start doing things like bank robbers. You know, you rob yeah. some and you keep doing it more. One more, one more, one more. Nope. I got away with it. And so. So. I get it. So, like. Let's say. Out of like the, the 30 that said something. I you, Maybe one or two have a case, but they just got, you know, they got bulked in with everybody else trying to get a bag. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm pretty, like I said, like like you're saying, out of 30, I guarantee 10%, you know, maybe yeah. three of them. Right. So. You know what I mean? Like, like not all, like, he, like, Janice Dickinson, like, come on, bro. Like, like, really? <laughs> like, you was on, you literally was on Celebrity Rehab talking about how much coke, you know what I mean, and drinking you were doing, you know, by yourself because of modeling. And now you're talking about Bill Cosby drugged you? Like, no. Like, that's ridiculous. So, but yeah, I, I can't wait for the documentary to come out. I want to see it. Um, it looks interesting because a lot of people they don't know him like we do. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And you know, people. Yeah, it's going to be interesting what people's thoughts are because yeah. you know, especially these millennials. Right. Because even like I was talking to Pooch about it, and he was like, you know, fuck Bill Cosby because he told them to pull your pants up, you know, and start acting like you know adults. And they said they, they felt the way ever since then. They felt like he turned his back on the black culture because. And I think he, that's what exactly what it is. So what yeah. what you're alluding to is I think black people mm-hmm. are mad because he was trying to turn them white per mm-hmm. se. Yeah. You know, pull your pants up, speak mm-hmm. proper, do this, do that, go to work, you know, be on time, blah, blah, blah. Like, so I think that's what it is, is black people's like, you know, again, the whole Uncle Tom syndrome. Right. Something like that. Yeah, you know, and I hate. Well, it's good that he's alive. That they're saying this because you see what they're doing to Hugh. Like they're killing Hugh. Like and he's not here to defend himself. Um, fucking it, they're killing Don Cornelius. How you pull Don Cornelius out your bag? Like, <laughs> yeah, man, it's just, it's the it's the kind of people that you know you you associate with during the time here that. Yeah. You know, I tell people, I tell Junior all the time, I'm like, look, man, you can't do stuff because once somebody gets mad at you or, you know, you go your separate ways in a couple of years, like, then they'll be like, oh, this, this, this. And then they want to throw your secret out there or whatever. Like, you can't do that. You got to make right. sure you cover yourself at all times. Yeah. And it's crazy because I have, I have so many secrets, like, tucked away about people. Like, even people that, that I don't, like, I can't physically be around anymore. Like, I have so many secrets about people. Like, I don't get what is the purpose of even saying anything. You know what I mean? Like, what do you get out of exposing somebody, like, years later? It's it's just, it's the jealousy, the anger, the revenge piece. It's, you know, the yeah. pettiness, you know? And then, let's say, you know, you, you try to get even with them now. You ruin something with them. And then, you know, a year or two now, you know, you guys are back being friends or trying to reconcile as or whatever like it happens all the time that's that's fucking ridiculous but have you seen that document well not, not the tv show about you no yo uh i'm gonna i'm gonna send you some clips bro like they said it was it got well it's the fucking playboy mansion it was like he had a cleanup crew like he literally paid like four or five people to like whatever problems happened in the house they made it disappear 
Wow. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like almost like on um what's that shit called? The damn that stripper movie, not the stripper, the uh the porno movie of Mark Wahlberg. Boogie Nights? Yeah. Yeah, Boogie Nights, that's it. So you remember when the girl had the O D and the guy came in and picked her ass up and took right. her away? Took he, her had ass. A, he had a crew like that for the Playboy Mansion. I'm sure, like, you know, um, you got to, really. Like, it's it's fucked up to think, but, like, at the same time, like, you got to kind of do that stuff. Right. Um, and my ex, uh, you know, the ex, she won a, a, like, an art contest for a logo for the Playboy Mansion, and she couldn't go because she was uh, two weeks away from her 21st birthday. And now watching this shit, I'm kind of fucking glad she ain't make it in that house, like, who knows what the fuck they would have tried to do to her? You know what I mean? Right. She would have, you know, it's almost like almost like sex trafficking or yeah. the sex slavery or whatever you want to consider it there. I'm sure they got some stories that people can tell. Right. And and it's the old bunnies. That's the crazy part. It's the old bunnies that's coming out talking like reckless against this man. Like so I can imagine, like, if Marilyn Monroe was still alive. <laughs> oh, I'm fu- sure. The fucking story she would have had for everybody. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's fucking crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if you know this new Tommy, you know, Pam and Tommy movie doesn't. Yeah, like so. I'm not, I'm not condoning anything that took place, but in the seventies, eighties, and nineties, it was a different climate. You know what I mean? Like we can say shit then that we can't even whisper now. So, and then the, the millennials, I get it, they're sensitive, you know, they, they're do-gooders, they want to make shit right, but if you clean up all the history, you know, some of your favorites is going to get swept up with that shit. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's like, it's almost like the 60s and 70s, like, love, you know, peace, rock and roll, drugs, all that stuff, love, sex, drugs, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, that's what it was all about, you know, just get high and, you know, have sex and love the world. And, you know, like, imagine what kind of stuff was going down then, like, you know, threesomes, orgies, whatever. Like, and now you you look back at him like that was just, you know, they did this, they did that. They got me high. Like, what's the difference between me in the 60s or 70s getting somebody high and having sex with them compared to like a Bill Cosby or whatever saying, hey, here's some drugs, get high, let's have sex. Right. And there's a reason why a lot of them people didn't make it out of the 60s and 70s. You know what I mean? Like drug drug use was real, bro. And it's weird now because, you know, these young kids, they go to parties and they, you know, they pop pills and they drink and they just have fun. And they just, you know, fuck on somebody. You know what I mean? Like, but you can you like you're condemning people for doing the same shit 20, 30, 40 years ago. And that's scary. That's fucking 40 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, it's just wild, bro. You know? Oh, I'm with you. Yeah. So, um, let's see. I have a, I, I have a question for you. Okay. Um, so let's say you were dealing with somebody like 16, 17 years ago, maybe 18, right? For every reason y'all break up or y'all stop talking to each other, you reconnect about, you know, 18 years later, they have a child, right? 
the child has a bunch of similarities to your characteristics. You know what I mean? Not necessarily looks like you, but acts just like you without even meeting you. Right? You start doing the math and the windows there is very small, but the windows there of the possibility that that could be your kid. Right? That person got married and they're about, you know, they're about to, you know, separate from that situation. Would you want to know if that's your kid or would you just let them keep that lie going? Nah, I would want to know if there's a, if there's a possibility, you know, just okay. for me, you know, they, you know, because as a good parent or a father or anybody, like, you know, I feel like any good parent would want to know and say, hey, you know, like, this is my kid. You want to make sure they're good, whatever. Like, whether you stay hidden behind the scenes and you make sure they're good, you keep an eye out on them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would want to know. So, would you... So, if you stay behind the scenes, you wouldn't let the, you know, the husband think anything different? You would let him perceive that he's still the dad? Yeah, because, you know, at this point, it's been so long. Like, right. I, as long as I know... Mm-hmm. Um, for myself like i'm not trying to crush that dude like i'm not trying to right. that's not my business to come in there like would i be mad that she never told me right. yeah but maybe she didn't know like maybe there was mm-hmm. some overlapping stuff going on there right um so yeah i'm not i'm not trying to ruin his you know life and emotion okay yeah i feel the same way i um i feel like if it was mine don't rock the boat you know you know tell me but don't rock the boat you know, because that kid is still, you know, impressionable and they're going to be like, you know, I fucking hate you. Oh, my God. You know, because they're not going to believe that your, the mom didn't know. You know what I mean? The kid won't ever believe like, oh, oh, you just didn't know what the fuck's going on. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, I'll just say don't rock the boat, you know, but, you know, let me know. But, you know. Don't, yeah, don't once you rock show. that, you know, you're going to ruin the relationship with the kid and the mom, the kid and the stepdad or whatever at this point. Like, it's just, you're ruining a <laughs> you lot. You turn the stepdad instantly. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. So, okay. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Uh, somebody had brought that story to me and I was like, let me ask my friend because he has good advice. So, <laughs> so uh, what you got in the sack today, brother? So I have a, you know, maybe not as toxic as we're used to, but it's definitely a question. This this has not been a toxic episode, except for the Nick Cannon part, you know? That's because we got rid of Nephew's little ass that, you know, (laughs) racist, little toxic, racist little ass. Yeah, you know he would have said some toxic shit by now. He would have said some toxic shit by now. So uh, one of our female listeners wants Mm -hmm. to know, what's more of a catfish nowadays? Ooh. Hat head or oh. face mask? Oh, shit. Okay. And I think this is a good question because, so, you know, I work with the public and I see some people and I'm like, oh, this person seems very attractive. And then they take their mask off. And I'm like, definitely not what the fuck I thought. Like, definitely not the what I have pictured or envisioned. So it's like, it's weird because I know women are big on the, oh, the hat head and, you know, like, you know, obviously... Phil, you know, wears a hat, probably bald, makes it seem like he he's not, he has locks, whatever. You know, that's some serious catfishing, you know, it for is. somebody like him. You know, but then now you throw a mask on top of that, and now you have Phil 2.0, 
who is twice mm. as toxic because he wears a hat and a mask. Gotcha. Okay. So um, shout out to the female uh, listener who came from my whole life because everybody knows um, I wear a hat. I wear I wear scarves, and it it does hide my hairline. My hairline has been proceeding, you know, for the last ten years or so. Um, I, I'm not afraid to shape and just say it out loud. Um, you know, sometimes, well, y'all don't see it because this is audio, but if you was, if it was a visual, you would see. I, you know, my best friend has said, it looks like I have a penis on top of my head, you know. So, <laughs> but um, I'm not going to say the hat because you can kind of tell with the hairline, you know, that situation because they'll wear the hat a little aggressive, you know what I mean? Like if you do, if you don't have a hairline, you're hiding it. So your hat is on your forehead more times than not. You know, like my best friend wears hats, but sometimes he tilts his hat back so his hair can poke out in the front. He's confident about his hairline. Right. Me, I'm not. You're gonna see me like right now if you saw me. I have on a, a scully that's coming down damn near to the brow. Of my goddamn glasses, because almost covering your eyebrows. Exactly, hide that hairline. Exactly, I'm trying to hide my hairline until I get a baldy. When I get a baldy, then I let my shit fly. But yeah, um, but definitely the face mask, because people do not take care of their mouth, and I've learned that shit <laughs> through this whole pandemic that people do not take care of their mouth. I've seen people in the grocery store with the most beautiful eyes that I've ever seen in my life, but they'll take their mask down to talk. Lord. <laughs> it's like the gates of hell then showed up. Like, so I'm gonna say face mask because even if you do, even if you don't have a messed up mouth, it something about the mask changes the structure of your face. You know what I mean? I was just gonna say that like the key word you just said there, structure, and I was gonna you know, not just like the the breath help part of it, but like I've seen people where like I've assumed one thing and they take off the mask and the whole structure of their jaw, their mouth, their teeth, everything is like totally different than what I, I expected. And I, I've instantly seen people what, that I felt like I was attracted to. I was like, oh, she looks nice. She looks nice. And then as soon as they take that mask off, I'm like, definitely not what I thought. Definitely not as attractive as I thought. Exactly. So when I first started my new job, all I saw of my boss was him in a mask, right? So I'm like, okay, boom. He took his mask off one day to eat lunch. He had the fullest fucking cheeks. I'm like, where the fuck these cheeks come from? Like, he had a fucking fat, round head, you know, probably from quarantine because we all was eating. But, yeah, I was like, yo, where did that come from? So, yeah, like, so I'm going to say face mask. Yeah, I'm going with face mask. I'm going with you. Yeah, because a hat, you can tell. But face mask, that is something different. That's real magic. There's a video. I'm, I'm going to send it to you. There's a video where they talk about that. Like, the dude went to the doctor's office, and the doctor had a face mask on, and he was, like, Indian. He took the face mask off, and it was a white man. Like, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I'm, I'm going to send it to you, though. But, um, yeah, man, that's that's all I got for today, brother. <laughs> That's a good show. I, I think so. We got some good points across, man. We, and we weren't too toxic, you know. You know, we got some true crimes in there. <laughs> yeah, no, no dead bodies this week. Yeah, no dead bodies. Just, just some. Uh, no aliens. 
some unsolved cases. That's it, you know. <laughs> uh, any any last words for the people? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, thank you all for listening. You know, follow us everywhere, man. You can follow us on Instagram at Toxicology Report Pod. You can follow us on Sarkarigans, of course. You can go to the website sarkarigans.com. Um, you know, check us out. We will be at the Baltimore Media Impact Awards. Shout out to the um, Be More Coalition for um, inv- having us there. I ain't gonna say they invited us um, for having us there. Um, yeah, man, uh, we're up for three awards: uh, Toxicology Report, and then two other awards uh, for this little show that we call uh, the Meme of It All. We've been doing that for three years as well. Um, super proud of that. Um, but yeah, man, we we here. Thank you all for supporting us. Um, you know, it's been almost a year now. Thank you all for supporting us. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, if if you're having fun, have fun. Stop telling on people. That's all I can say, man. Like I have nothing else to say about that. And until next time, man. Um, peace. <laughs>